it can crawl. It can't walk, but it can crawl. Oh, okay. I don't know what age that is. Um, but that's what's funny about it is that it like it like goes, three three you can crawl but you can't walk yet right no three or four I think you should be able to walk by three you like start talking at about six you're way off you're so off hey there I'm Jordan and I'm Nick we're just two regular guys who love talking about film and now we'd like to talk to you we decided to break down our discussions into three parts because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is take three, a movie podcast. Take one. I feel like we have not recorded in like a decade. <laughs> it's been so long. So yeah, I, this this episode is a week late. We took a week off for Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving for it to actually not have to record during that holiday just for family reasons and, you know, travel and the fact that I'm still not better. Any Patreon donations will go to his spine transplant. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what movie are we doing? Oh, <laughs> Home Alone. Okay, yeah. So Home Alone is a movie. I was afraid of this movie when I was little because of the, the old guy with the shovel. He, I thought he was terrifying. So I got to be honest, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> I remember there are two guys in beanies, or maybe just one's in a beanie. Uh, but I, I think I always get this one mixed up with the second one? The second one, he's in New York, right? Yeah. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the Kevin McAllister. I think, yeah, that's his name. We're going to talk about the Kevin McAllister movies in this. We're going to watch number one, but our research will be about the two movies together, I guess. Like, I, I will touch on that as well, just because those are the two Macaulay Culkin ones. And I think they're, they're both really good. It's funny, I... As a kid, because I thought that the pigeon lady and the guy with the shovel uh, were scary, I didn't watch the first two. I liked number three, where he was only home alone during the day, but objectively had the more terrifying people breaking in. They were like these like terrorist Russian terrorists, like cyber oh, terrorists, yeah. uh, going in this. trying to steal the microchip from his car. And his remote control car. Yeah, and they were, yeah. like, terrifying. Um, they were, like, serious. <laughs> they, it wasn't – I mean, there were some jokes when they were started getting hurt and all that, but it was very, like, serious scary versus Joe Pesci, like, whoa. <laughs> this, this makes sense to me because one of your biggest fears is home invasion. Yeah. So this – okay, because this whole time I'm like, these movies – I can't imagine are very scary. They seem very slapstick and stupid, but well to a kid, you know, that might honestly be where my home invasion fear comes from. I don't know. Like to, <laughs> from a, to a child having, yeah, maybe like just the idea of, especially being by yourself, like Kevin McAllister clearly has to go into like this crazy mode of defending his fortress. Like he sets all of these 
elaborate traps up and all that, you know, to stop these people. And there's funniness to it. But like, I don't think that I would do any of that. Like, I don't think I would have the wherewithal to set up traps and shit. I would just run. So it doesn't like it's not something that I I don't know that I could relate to, like the funniness of it, because I'm like, I would just be absolutely terrifying crying under the bed. You know, I 100 percent see these movies as like family movies. I don't at all think they're supposed to be scary. But the fact that you read them as scary is both interesting and kind of funny at the same time. Well, the fact that you don't remember the shovel guy makes me think that you might feel differently after we watch this movie. But like, I I feel like the two main villains in this are not a villain in it. He's, he's like, like in the, in the second one, the pigeon lady turns out like, Oh, she's scary at first, but actually she's really nice or whatever. It's the same thing, but he's just terrifying at first, but he ends up being nice in the end. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, uh, like, it's terrifying. You will see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Okay, so I know uh, you brought up the third one, and now I'm, I remember it vaguely, but are there any, like, big-name actors in there? Like, who are the two villains? I know it's a man and a woman, so, right? No, in the second, or in the, um, or in the third one, there are four villains. Oh there are, God. like, two main ones, and I think they're kind of, like, it's like a team of four people, and they probably all have been in other things, but I can't exactly remember what they're in. I know that they all had like accents, or at least a couple of them had accents, so I, I don't even know if they're Russian. Now, forgive me if you're Russian and that's not a Russian accent. I apologize. Uh, I could look it up very easily, but... Um, no, let's not I, look things up. I think it's funnier <laughs> when we just guess. Um, okay. But, uh, yes, somebody who's very famous in it is Scarlett Johansson plays his older sister. No way. Really. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know like how early in her. I mean, it was clearly very early in her career. She was younger, but I don't, I don't know what she was acting in beforehand, but um, she's in that movie. So like um, barely, but still. Yeah. Uh, and then in the second one, are there any villains in the second one? I know there are people that are trying to get in his hotel room. Am I remembering that? Um, Oh my god, what is his name? This is funny how much you don't remember this movie. What is his name? Who's the who's like the owner of the hotel? Uh he was in um Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Oh my god. Uh he was in Rocky Horror. What's his name? Tim Curry? Yeah, it's I don't know if he's like the owner. He might be like the manager. Yeah. Or like the reception guy. I know, yeah, yeah. He's in it. Rob Schneider's in it. He's like a bellboy, I think. (laughs) Oh, I know, um, 45 is in it too or a very brief cameo but um oh then, shit yeah 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 he is in that movie yeah and then in the first one the only other big character that i can think of is um Catherine o'hara who plays his mom right well i guess she would play his mom in both uh yes she's in both of those movies yep yeah Catherine o'hara i just love her uh, i think that's like the first thing i ever saw her in i adore her she's awesome fantastic um are they both on Netflix? I know at least one of them is. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 you know what? I found Us is on HBO Go and I paid $5 for it to watch that shit. <laughs> I mean, I loved Us, but I was like, crap, you're on HBO Go. So did I then. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, um, speaking of <laughs> subscription channels, I broke down and I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, but I feel like it was spoiled. Like once I figured out what the, the deal with the episode was I was like, okay, I know where this is going just cause I've seen everything under the sun on like you've been on the so. internet in the past yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was not spoiled for me somehow. I, I mean, I watched it like 
maybe the day of or the day like the next day. I don't know how it wasn't, but um, I don't know too many people that it wasn't spoiled for. We're talking about the person that shows up at the very end of The Mandalorian. I still don't want to say anything about it, but uh, it's basically now the most popular meme in the entire world. Oh my God, it's insane. Yeah. And for good reason. I, I can understand why, but um, we'll see. I haven't watched any of the other episodes so uh I'm I'm happy that when you when you told me that you said the Mandalorian's voice was what did he say? Like what you wanted to put you to sleep or something? He could He I want him to read the dictionary to me. <laughs> yeah. You know who that is, right? No. I know you've mentioned it. It's Pedro Pascal. Yeah, okay, okay. You know who but, that is? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. His voice is I mean his voice is great i don't know i just wanted to take his helmet off he's so beautiful i love Pedro. if y'all don't know who Pedro pascal is he is uh oh my god i can't remember his freaking name in game of thrones oh i could tell you it's um it's hold on while i think of it as i I type this do you know his name yes i i I could not i mean their names are ridiculous on that show i don't know can i give you his initials yeah om obrey martell yep there you go yeah. What's uh some I don't remember his line. Um you kill my father, prepare to die. <laughs> I don't think that's quite it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's not him. Do you wanna watch this movie? I do. Take two. Two things. One, I had no idea that Fuller, the little cousin that pees his pants, <laughs> was Kieran Culkin. I'd never put that together that they're actually brothers in real life. That's really Who? cool. Who asked that though? You you said that. You oh, were like, that's right. That's shut right. up. You you were like, oh my gosh, are they related? And I it just I don't think I'd ever really like looked at that kid, much less knowing that that's like Karen Culkin is an adult actor now, like not recognizing him, but like just not even recognizing the fact that they look similar. They're they look exactly the same. Yeah. Well, they are <laughs> biological brothers, so. That that's one thing, and then at the end of this movie, when the shovel guy saves him and 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 runs out of the house, like let's get you home, uh, they leave the the water running <laughs> in the house. Like I like that would drive me crazy too. Yeah, or that it does drive me crazy. I guess the real tragedy is these people whose houses just got destroyed by flooding. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What did you think? Um, How did you feel? I, I remember this movie being more about the slapstick torture devices. Uh, it's really only like the last like 25 minutes of the movie. It's the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And I'm trying to think if the second one has the same kind of, I don't really remember the conflict of the second one, but I'm starting to think that like, that's not really the way that the second one will go. We were talking um, about the fact that the second one is, almost an exact duplicate of this one in a lot of ways. Like it, it has the misunderstood person that you're afraid of at first. You still have him having a little bit of fun with like, uh, in the, in the second one, it's like ordering room service and, mm-hmm. and, and playing with that movie. That's not, I, I don't even know what it's called, but it's not really a movie. I guess it was made for this movie. Uh, I just remember reading that it was a fake one. I'll figure that out by, by take three. He gets, Left alone, walks around having fun, discovering some stuff. They show back up. He has to defend the place. I think it's a little bit more on a grander scale in the second one. I would hope. But he's not even uh, defending in the second one. He, he's it's 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 a house. It's like a house that is 
um, being worked on or something like that. Um, I think it's like one of his family. It's not in a hotel. I mean, like he stays in a hotel for a period of time, but it's not like the thieves are trying to break in the hotel. I think the conflict in the second one is that they are just trying to go after him. They're not trying to like rob a house. They're like trying to kill Kevin McAllister. My God. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, yeah, there's a lot of, you are right. This movie is a little bit scary. The The whole nail in the foot scene, <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. And the fact that it's sort of treated as like a lighthearted comedy, whereas in another setting, like, I don't know, The Quiet Place, it can be like one of the most uh, aggressive, upsetting moments yeah. in the whole movie. I know the circumstances are different, but it's just, I don't know, that's an interesting... When you said um, The Quiet Place while we were watching this, I compl- I had completely forgotten about that. But I totally – I remember that what you're talking about. That is. That yeah. is a horrible like thing to think about, not being able to make any noise. Yeah, yeah. We had brought up the fact that like this movie, because it is – you know, I, don't, I think it's like PG or G. It's got to be PG because it's mildly violent. Um, There's swear words too. There's a lot more swear words than I would expect, but it might be PG 13. I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll figure that. I, you know, maybe I should know, but I don't. The thing we brought up was that if this movie, you know, had a higher rating, these these methods, these saw traps that he sets up would have killed them pretty uh, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like taking, I'm not sure, but taking a BB at like point blank to the head is not. Like, I don't think that's like, oh, just knock you back and you're fine. Like, I think that would at least draw blood. Yeah. Yeah. A blowtorch to the head, he'd be dead. Yeah. A paint can to the head. I feel like there's a Mythbusters episode about this. Like, I'm almost positive they tested all these I'm sure. There's got to be. I'd be interested to see how many lethal ways uh, (laughs) of defense he used. Because, I mean, there's, of course, there's the funny ones. Like, burning burning yourself on the, the... the handle to the door that's cute although if someone knows what the hell that thing was we neither yeah. of us had any idea what he put on the door to make it hot i feel like that's the equivalent of like a sixth grader asking what a floppy disk is to us i feel like that's got to be something that was very uh, yeah. useful back then good point. we'll see though i mean <laughs> yeah i had to look that up that's funny I'm still curious to know but yeah yeah i don't know if i mentioned this or i've cut it out of the first one but uh this is the most family movie we've done and um, it's the most uh, suspension of disbelief movie that we've done. Like the fact that two men in their shape thought that they could repel across. I don't know if repel is the right yeah. word, but like carry themselves across uh, a rope. Yeah. Like 45 feet out into the backyard. You know, what's funny in both of those instances, those guys are like, no, no, we can't follow him. That's what he wants us to do. And then they proceed to follow him. Yeah. They're like, no, no, he wants us over there in that treehouse. I tree have house. a better so they, idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so let me climb over to the treehouse. Or, no, no, he wants us to go inside that house. I have a better idea. Let's go inside the house. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they just do not seem – these wet bandits, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> they're not in, They're not the villains in the second one, are they? It's different it's people, the right? sticky bandits. Oh, great. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Don't You don't know what, what happens in the second one? I no, I really don't. It's been so long. Do you, would you like me to tell you? No, I want to watch it. Okay, well, I'm I'm okay. Everybody who's seen the second one, I, I don't know what to say other than it's the Sticky Bandits. Yeah, you I really don't, really don't know. know what happens in the second movie. I don't. I remember he, what's the word? He's tricking. I forgot his name again. Oh my god, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. He's like outside. Tim Curry's outside of his hotel room, and he's doing the recording thing again. 
Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. Or he he comes in and then there's a silhouette behind the shower. Mm-hmm. He's like, leave me right now or whatever. And then I remember the pigeon lady and the ornaments. And that's like, that's really it. That's all I remember. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, it's funny because I, I talked about how the shovel man, that storyline is the thing that scared me. But I had also brought up the fact that that's my favorite storyline. The, the scene with him in the church, favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. I feel the same way about the storyline with the pigeon lady. So it's like the, the kind of like break in the home alone slapstick crap that, uh, I mean, it's not crap, but it's, it's that stuff that, uh, the movie's known for is not my favorite. I like the, the pigeon lady in that movie as well. It to me feels just like a little bit of a break from this being like a silly kiddie movie and actually being like, Serious. Trying to do something serious and heartfelt, you know, both yeah. times. And it's funny because they literally copy themselves. Like, <laughs> again, a Home Alone 2 is almost like an exact copy of Home Alone 1 in so many ways. But for some reason, the Pigeon Lady works so well. Like, I, that always stuck with me. And I've watched both these movies as adults or as an adult, you know, and they, I, I, st- I don't have a problem with either of them. In fact, I, again, I think I like the second one better. I will see. I'm, I'm excited to watch it, but I feel like that's, that's another reason why it's okay that we're not doing both right now is because yeah. they're, they're the same. <laughs> so I know that you haven't seen these movies. It's been a long time. As many times as like I did when I was a kid or whatever. Right. But like, have you seen it more than like one time? If I did, it was like two or three times. It really is not a lot. So it's not a big, not a big thing in the Sato household. No. You know what is a big movie in the Sato household? Oh my god, please talk about this movie and see if anybody has Well there's two there's two movies. Uh is there that... a sequel to it? To what? The movie you were talking about during the movie this movie. I well I talked about two. Oh there's ta- Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. So there's uh one that's very similar, which I, I kinda I love this movie. Uh it's called Baby's Day Out. And <laughs> I've never (laughs) heard of this. It's very slapstick and it's pretty much slapstick the whole movie. It's about these guys who kidnap a baby from a rich family and they blackmail them and like hold them for ransom. But the baby escapes and it's the whole, the whole movie is them trying to capture this baby and they can't. And it's hysterical. Okay. How old is the baby? Oh, like, like infant, like maybe. And how does the baby escape? Like an infant can't lift its head up, but how does the baby escape? That's what's funny about this is that it, it can crawl. It can't walk, but it can crawl. Oh, okay. I don't know what age that is. Um, but that's what's funny about it is that it like it like goes. Like three. Three, you can crawl, but you can't walk yet, right? No. Three or four? I think you should be able to walk by three. You like start talking at about six. So that's three your, is. You're way off. You're so <laughs> off. Um, but it's fun. I think that's what's funny about it is that the baby can manage these like I think it gets uh, like on the top floor of like a they're building a skyscraper and somehow this baby manages to get all the way to the top and is like fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's such a fun. It's a funny. I don't. I haven't seen it in years. But like that's a movie that I've seen a million times. That's a movie that I would go to the video rental store and ask my mom for. I loved that movie. Gotcha. Well, good. I'm glad that you enjoy it. The other movie, so we're going to watch that movie, you and I, at some point, and then we're also, I'm going to make you watch Spaceballs, because the fact that you have not seen that movie is a tragedy. Yeah, no, I don't know why. I don't, I, like, Spaceballs is the one that I've probably 
like I would I would have been more likely to have seen. I have heard of Spaceballs. Yeah. I don't know why I've never watched it. We need to watch Spaceballs. He said, he's like, you haven't seen Spaceballs? And I was like, have you seen Citizen Kane, Jordan? <laughs> I was like, I win. <laughs> that was a that was a good yeah. Good conversation. No, I, All right, then three movies that we need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I think that this movie is, I mean, it's, it's iconic, you know, it's like a classic people yeah. reference this shit all the time. You can only just kind of take it for what it is. I think we're on a, we're definitely in a, uh, on like a high point streak in this podcast, uh, coming off of Napoleon dynamite moving right into this. So, <laughs> Hey, don't, don't, uh, I love Napoleon Dynamite. That was a we, great episode. No, no, no. I really, I liked Napoleon Dynamite, and I liked that episode too. I enjoyed it. Uh, the, the should we talk about? Let's talk about the poll. So, like, <laughs> do we have to? Yeah. So we have had uh, a lot of ideas about different Christmas movies we could do, and originally we had thought, okay, let's do Home Alone to kick it off. You know, because last year we didn't do a Christmas movie. We did Pulp Fiction in December. So. <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do an actual Christmas movie. And then, like, last minute, uh, I asked you, hey, do you think that we could do Rent instead of Home Alone? And you were like, I mean, I don't don't know. I don't care. It doesn't, you know, whatever, whichever one. But by the end of our conversation and, and us kind of wavering back and forth, you were like, I think Rent's a valid option. So we left it up to you guys. It was uh, overwhelmingly Home Alone. <laughs> so if you guys wanted us to do Rent, we're sorry. It did, but this is, I think, still, I think this is still a good movie. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't even really like Rent. I just, I <laughs> thought it might be interesting to try it again. I see. I love Rent. But uh, I think when you asked me, you were like, well, at the end of the day, which one do you think we'll, we'd be able to have, like, a, a better analysis or discussion about? Yeah. And I think my answer was rent. Uh, not to say that I have nothing to say about this movie, but um, that's sort of where that came from. Uh, but yeah, this one won by a landslide. So <laughs> it's funny. So I thought it was on Netflix because when you open up Netflix, sometimes they have like uh, on the upper banner, there's like a preview of what they're trying to advertise. Yeah. And uh, they were advertising something like, uh, I think it's like a show that's like the movies we grew up with or something like that. And uh, they were showing Home Alone. So there's some material there that I will most definitely be looking into. And I'm sure there's a ton of YouTube videos that analyze this movie. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, um, it is a it is a classic. And I think that there's definitely uh, got to be tons and tons of behind-the-scenes stuff about this. Yeah, yeah. And it's on. It's not on Netflix, but it's on. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. It's on Disney you, Plus. Yeah, all three of them looking are. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like all six of them are. There's like a ton of them, but I know there's only three. We're talking about the first three. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever three. told you about? You know about my Hollywood conspiracy ideas, right? Yeah. Can I try to list them? Yeah. John Hamm is gay. Is it Elvis or Michael Jackson? Which of these people are not dead? Is Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson's not dead. Yeah. I firmly believe Michael Jackson is not dead and that John Hamm is gay. And tonight there's a third one that added that got added to my list. And that is that Macaulay Culkin is not real, that he is a robot, <laughs> that this movie, they used an animatronic and uh, that animatronic gained sentience and was able to grow. And now he is a fully formed robot. He's an Android. Honestly, his, some of his line deliveries are a bit uh, like otherworldly. <laughs> 
Do you have do you have a favorite line yet? I know we normally talk about this, but yes, what was it? It was um when he sat down with the mac and cheese, he did the um the blessing backwards. Yeah. He did like the Father, Son, Holy Spirit backwards, and then he said uh, something like "Thank you for this microwave mac and cheese and for the people who put it on sale today" or something. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so pure and amazing. Yeah, that was my favorite line. What's yours? I like uh, okay. So this is again probably par- paraphrasing as well, but it's he's in the grocery store and the woman's like just asking him all these questions to make sure, like you know, you're not just a child, an eight year old out all by yourself. And she says, "Well, where do you live?" And he was like, "I can't tell you that." And she's like, "Why not?" And he's like, "Because you're a stranger." You're a stranger. <laughs> He is like, adorable. So he's right. adorable. Yeah, he's an adorable little robot. But uh, he is. He is for he, sure. He's cute. Do you remember? For some reason, I think it was a holiday commercial. Just because this is a holiday movie, where uh, it was grown up. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to edit that out. I got a text message. Um, uh, <laughs> Threw your phone off. Sorry. No, I'll, I will edit that out. <laughs> where it was a grown up Kevin McAllister. Yeah, it was like he was playing him and he was – I'm not exactly sure exactly what was going on, but like he was using Google to – Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? The, it's a, vaguely, yeah. Like he was I using the Google that. Home to – Yeah. Yeah, I do remember People that. lost their shit over that. <laughs> I mean it's a great marketing campaign, I guess. It is, it's very clever. We were talking about how this movie couldn't – I like I – if. I think they are trying to remake this in some fashion, but I don't know how. I don't. Know. Oh yeah, how do you do that? If the phones were out, like for some reason I couldn't use my cell phone. Their Skype. This kid would just have to be really like the power would have to be out. You know, there had to be a lot of coincidences to happen for him to not be able to use every resource available to him to yeah. contact his family because that is so abundant now. It's exactly yeah exactly, and I would think it would again need to be. Violent. I would want a rated R one where he can actually, <laughs> and then you could them. you could make it somewhat scary because you know this one to an adult really isn't scary. But like I would want a Home Alone movie that is like rated R, violent. There's several burglars because I want him to kill all of them throughout, <laughs> and they just find him at the end. Like the mom rushes home and he's just covered in blood and he's just traumatized and he's just frozen there. <laughs> She's like, Merry Christmas. And he's like covered in blood and he like barfs. And I mean, it's just really crazy. Like, and you see like the, the, the body parts of all of the burglars all over the place. (laughs) That would be some crazy shit. Uh Well, that's all I have to say. (laughs) I don't know how to top that. I truly don't. Take three. That was bomb. That was such a good clap. Okay, but like, what? Like, how do you rate a, cla- a clap? Like, what are the? Because it's like, oh, like that's a wimpy clap, but like, that was a banger of a clap. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Do you have something you want to say? You want like? Do you have a way you want to start it? Yes, I do. Actually, yes, I do. I'm a little bit upset at you, to be honest. Why? Just a little bit. I rarely check the Instagram messages. Uh, a lot of time, that's you because i feel like you're the one who posts the things on instagram so you'll see the messages yeah i know that we talk to our aunts a lot i'll browse through their messages um and uh i i don't know why i don't know why it occurred to me to like read through them but i was like oh you know let, let me see what i've missed and we've brought him up several times in the podcast his name is joe he's a big fan of ours uh you guys were talking about 
what were you talking about? I think it was the ants. Like, what was the last thing you guys talked about? Servant. Servant. That Apple TV oh, show. Right, right. But he was saying something about, um, yeah, I kind of want to break from the lobster. Um, and he signed off one of his messages, a world without string is chaos. And you were like, LOL. What? Do you not hell? know what that is from? I don't remember that even happening. I will screenshot it and send it to you now. He said, a world without string is chaos. And the fact that you don't know what that is from kills me. He says, anyway, cynicism aside, good job, feel better, and remember, a world without string is chaos. Oh, there you we said, go. Okay, I see it. You said, haha, thanks, man, means a lot, which is like understatement figured, of the century. <laughs> I figured that was, I don't fucking know. I, I don't know. You I have no that idea. Was from the lobster or some shit. I don't know. A world without string is chaos is not from the lobster. It is from Mouse Hunt. And let me tell you. I'm going to slit my own throat right now. Listen to me. Have you seen this movie? Have you seen yes, Mouse Hunt? I've seen the Mouse Hunt like a thousand years ago. But like, I feel like you can't say that you enjoy Home Alone and then in the same breath say that you didn't like Mouse Hunt because it's the same thing. Okay. It's I, the same thing. I guess the only way I'm going to get you to stop talking about this movie is to watch it with you and to yes. for you to... Okay, so yes, I guess we'll watch Mouse Hunt at some point. Don't worry, guys. It. I won't let it be an episode. <laughs> I will fight him tooth and nail. <laughs> so rude. What? So It rude. looks like a shit movie. It probably is a shit movie. It's funny, though. It's funny in the same exact ways that Home Alone is funny. Maybe, maybe. You're shitting on my movie, man. I'm sorry for shitting on your movie. Like I, People are going to probably disagree with a lot of things that I have to say about Home Alone. And uh, another movie. I looked up your little Baby's Day Out movie, too. <gasps> Don't you dare. Yeah, I did. Don't. You're not allowed to say anything about it. Did you watch it? No. Okay. No, because that's another worry. one that we're going to watch together. That's the same kind of vein. It's the same thing. It's like slapstick, funny, cartoon humor. That's what it is. Okay. What were that's, you going to say about Baby's Day Out? I just have some facts that I thought were actually kind of interesting. About Baby's Day Out? Yeah. If you ruin this movie for me, you're going to, aren't you? No, no. You're cruel. I'm not. I can't believe you looked up that movie. I'm not going to ruin it, really. It's it's actually kind of funny. I guess we can start by talking about this. This wasn't the order I planned on going in, but whatever. Uh, so guess who wrote Baby Stay Out? Was it John Hughes? Yes. Isn't no that funny? kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. He wrote this and Home Alone. That's why they are so similar but it wasn't directed by Chris Columbus, like Home Alone. It was directed by someone named Patrick Reed Johnson, whose only directing credit uh, was a movie called Spaced Invaders and one episode of the, the show The Dinosaurs. Have you ever seen that show where it's like live action, but they're they're like puppets? Yeah. yeah. And the little baby's like, I'm the baby. Gotta love me. That that. <laughs> yeah. He directed one episode of that. Okay. So it has a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Baby Say Out does? Yes. Fuck off. Why would you say that to me? It's not going to be as offensive as my points go further because I feel 
Uh-huh. They just get worse. So you are shitting on my movie. No, here's the thing. Okay, so I guess I'll just pull. I, everything is backwards now. But my <laughs> my points were: this is what the Home Alone Rotten Tomato scores are, right? Okay. The first one is a sixty five percent, which is fresh. That's okay. Okay. But then thirty two percent for number two. For number two. Twenty nine percent for number three. Damn. Right. So Damn. I guess I'll just pull this out now because this is a. Uh, this is like an opinion of mine that I've developed uh, as we've been talking about the first two. I know we had, you know, said, oh, we're going to cover the ones with Macaulay Culkin in it. But I was like, you know what? I'll watch number three, too, just to because just for a nostalgia trip. Right. Uh-huh. I think I like the third one better. <gasps> really? Yeah. OK. So like this is I understand that a lot of people are like, that's blasphemy. The first one is the best. You know, this is. But See, even even me, I like the second one better than the first one. I think they get better and better. So I did I did end up watching the second one. And I will say I think the second one is the better of the two. I think it was like how weird is it that they were the same movie? You were exactly correct in yeah. saying that they were the exact same movie. But I don't know. It just seemed like they did a better job with it. It just yeah, it was it like take two. A little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the things that they did need to change, I thought were were good. Like wh- something I liked about uh, Home Alone two that they did well in accordance with Home Alone one was the the whole inclusion of the pigeon lady thing. I I liked that because thinking about it now, it's like they are basically offering this kind of a commentary on this like marginalized group of people, like a misunderstood. Like you have the elderly and you have homeless people. Yeah, those two aspects of each movie is certainly what I gravitate most to. I think it's the most human, most oh. adult uh, thing in both movies. Totally. I don't think that the third one did that very well. I don't. I don't think that you feel that way. I mean, he has like a, a you know, sort of a mean old lady that Mrs. Hess who like lives across the street, who is his neighbor, who he doesn't really. You know, she, she's not very nice and she winds up being – she winds up softening a little in the end. But it's not the same kind of thing. Uh, and so that's something that I don't necessarily love about the third one. But in my opinion, the villains are scarier. They aren't as funny as the original two. But, like, they are much more serious and meant to be taken more serious. And I think as someone who – even though I don't find any of these movies scary anymore – that's that's the one I believe a little bit more. I feel like it's a more believable story, even though they're like terrorists. <laughs> well, now I'll have to watch it and then I will look up. It's uh, well, no, you already did that. But yeah, it has a 29 percent. on. It's still higher than Baby Stay Out, but it's still the lowest uh, of the three. There are two. There are two made for TV movies that I will refuse to acknowledge further. They look like absolute shit. Um, and I think at least one of them is supposed to be Kevin McAllister again, but yeah. So yeah, like the, the, the story and the reason they're going after this kid is a little bit more convoluted with them having to look for a microchip, uh, in a race car, the way that they handle it and go about it seems more serious and therefore more believable. I know it's an unpopular opinion. For some reason, I just think that to me, that is more that is taken more seriously, and it's not so like jokey and silly. And it, I'm commenting on this like it's not a child's movie. I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I genuinely don't know. But um, like scarier villain, better parents. These parents do not leave their child like accidentally twice. Uh, she just his his dad's out of town and his mom has to go into work, and you know he has the chicken pox, so he's just stuck at home for like an hour or two. And in that, he keeps seeing people breaking into houses, and he's like nine one one, and nobody believes him because these are like really they're like master criminals. They're like actually really good at their jobs, rather than Harry and Marv who suck at their jobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're so lovable. Yeah, and, Harry and Marv. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are they are so Harry and Marv are more enjoyable and I like them better, but I think the villains in the third one whose names I don't even know, they're just better at their jobs where and and for me that makes the situation feel a little bit more like realistic and perilous again, even though it is a child's movie. <laughs> I have a really fucked up like take on this. You'll see when we play the recast game later too. Oh god. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I kind of went um balls to the wall and it still sucks. So, we'll see. <laughs> At least you're confident about it. I'm confident in my in its ability to uh not be good. I'm telling you, I was it this episode where I was like uh I'd be more confident in myself. I'd be more confident in myself if my ideas were better. I don't remember what episode that was. I don't either. I don't either. You pretty much act like that every episode we have. So It's the truth. It's the truth. I just have bad ideas. I think that was our Thanksgiving episode, though, because you had a probably. We, yeah, we had to come up with a bunch of different answers for a bunch of shit. Do you hear that? Do I hear what? Of course it stopped. I think there's a baby that lives a floor above me. Uh-huh. And I can hear it crying every so often. Does he live by himself? No. No. <laughs> no. No, I'm because I hear people vacuuming and walking very heavily upstairs as well. So, oh, yeah, we have heard like a lot of commotion right above you, especially yeah. in your living room. Mm hmm. Yeah. Remember that day we were building furniture and it sounded like people were building furniture right above us, but they were being much <laughs> yep. loud, much more loud about it. Yeah. Anyway, because I'm all uh, turned around bass backwards, I do have the budgets and uh, box office for these movies. And it's kind of impressive. Sometimes when I say this stuff, it's like, who cares? But this is actually uh, Home Alone cost $18 million and made $476 million worldwide. It sure did. That's pretty damn impressive, in my yeah. opinion. And it's diminishing returns on the second two uh, Home Alone Two did 365 on a 20 million dollar budget, and no one likes Home Alone 3 because it made 79 million on a 32 million dollar budget. Like that kind of helped me understand why they are still trying to do stuff with this property. Because, like, even though it is diminishing returns, it is still if they can recapture that magic even just a little bit, that is so much fucking money. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a pretty cheap concept. Like, if you're just home alone, you know. You're just focusing on a kid in a house and a couple of, um, you know, set pieces. John Hughes didn't write the third one, did he? I think he did. Because I'm one. Because there is quite a bit that goes into the yeah, specifics. He did. He did. Uh -huh. There's quite a bit that goes into the specifics of the actual story because you have to have him convincingly be left at home. Yeah. Twice. Uh, have a reason for, you know, uh, him having money, like the whole reason, 
he wanted the whole reason he had money was because he wanted batteries from his dad's bag. And like, yeah, it's the small details like that, that, that I think are kind of impressive. It is. It's, it's less of a cheesy, like, wow, that's a coincidence and more like, oh, that's actually pretty clever how that happened because there is such a a suspension of disbelief Mm -hmm. in these movies, regardless of what I've said before. Like I'm fully aware that you have to just kind of take these movies for what they are. The fact that they can come up with him believably, honestly, believably getting left alone twice. It's not as if his mom didn't learn her lesson. I felt I feel like she was <laughs> very much like, where is Kevin before they left? Like, let's make sure we don't leave him. But then yeah. when you're sprinting through an airport. We've all sprinted through an airport. And it's like it's craziness. Yeah. I, you know, and especially when you have how many freaking kids do they have? Like 20 million children. There's all a lot with of kids, them. Yeah. yeah. And like them having separate seats on the plane and him running in and hitting the the um, the ticket taker. Like yeah. To get to, but right when yeah. she boarded the plane, it's all yeah, very yeah, yeah. clever. Yeah, it is. It is. So I guess that was sort of my point when I'm not saying that you're wrong, that these are not simple concepts, but there's a lot. It's not like you can just throw one out there. I think there is a lot that is required to uh, to make these movies as believable as possible. No, I think John Hughes did a, a remarkable. I mean, I, I really like John Hughes. I don't know but so much about him, uh, but I really like a lot of the movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. And I think that these particular movies for what they are uh, and for what they are trying to be really, I think across the board accomplish what they were trying to do. I just think yeah. I, for some reason gravitate to the third one more. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Cause again, you know, I said I, I was really scared <laughs> of these when I was little, like uh, scarier villains, but I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. There's so many things about young Nick that I just don't get. So <laughs> I don't think I'll ever understand him. <laughs> There's things about old Nick that I don't get, but fuck off. I know this is like the family episode, but fuck off. <laughs> Speaking of fuck off, should we talk about um uh what's it called a little bit more? Daddy's Day Off or whatever the fuck it's called. Daddy Daddy's Day Off. Daddy What oh is it called? Baby's God. Day Off. <laughs> Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day. <laughs> What more do you want to say Daddy about this movie? Care. I don't know. I, I legit have nothing else to say about it. I just wanted to <laughs> say fuck off to you. <laughs> you. Have you, you haven't even seen this movie. So like, and now I really, really want to watch Home Alone 3 just to see how it compares. It probably is better, but to me, uh Alex D. Linz, who plays Alex in the in the movie. Alex. Yeah, so the guys, the kid's name is Alex, and his his name is Alex. Oh, the I kid. Yeah, okay, yeah, the kid. Yeah. For some reason, even he's a little bit more believable. He like comes off very much like he's a brainiac already. Kevin's whole beginning is just like, oh, he just does not fit in this family. Everybody hates him. You know what I mean? Even his mom doesn't treat him well. Whereas I think. Uh, Kevin's and, family sucks. Yeah, and I think um, while he does have two older brothers and sister or he has an older brother and an older sister the sister being scarlett johansson i think alex has a more loving family and uh he fits in better there like his thing more is that like he's too smart for his own good yeah and that's why like you know he has this crazy imagination and kevin somehow just kind of pulls all of this ingenuity out of nowhere it's i think set up a little bit better for alex in the beginning Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. I think 
I like to think that like Macaulay Culkin's character, like Kevin, I guess, is sort of more misunderstood by his whole family. Yeah. And then when he's alone, he can finally thrive and like be himself, maybe. I mean, totally. But what I can remember of watching this movie just a couple of days ago, I don't remember them really kind of setting up that Kevin is this. This prodigy or this. Yeah. uh, Whereas like Alex is clearly ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you have anything you want to talk about? So I have like two main things. One is a bit longer because I ended up watching. I think I mentioned this in take one or take two about how I thought it was on Netflix, but it turns out it was just this sort of documentary thing about Home Alone. The movies that made us or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I that saw made us. that on Netflix after you had mentioned it. I was like, oh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I watched it and I found out a lot of very interesting things. I'm not going to go over it bit by bit. I would highly recommend you go see it. But I did want to point out some of the like highlights that I think are fun to share. Do it to it, Lars. If you're interested. So this whole idea of Home Alone actually started when John Hughes worked with uh, Macaulay Culkin in the movie Uncle Buck, which had John Candy, is that his Mm -hmm. name? Um, The big guy. And he sort of wrote the script with Macaulay Culkin in mind. He wrote the script for Home Alone, you know, having experienced or having worked with Macaulay Culkin. That's really cool. Yeah, this is the kid. Um, Both John Lovitz, who was in Rat Race, uh, Benchwarmers, what else I is he I love John Lovitz. Yeah, yeah. And Robert De Niro were actually considered for the roles of the bandits. Oh, wow. I, I don't think together, but I think both of them were um, – it wasn't like, oh, we have this pair of John Lovitz and Robert De Niro. But I could see John considered. Lovitz, but uh, that would be a departure for Robert De Niro. Well, I really see – I thought it was interesting because I, you, you would think that Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci would kind of be in the same vein also. Yeah, yeah. But – it worked for Joe Pesci, I think. So well, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci are, are I mean, sure that they they act together, but they are very different kinds of actors, and especially like in the nineties, I don't know what Robert De, it would have been a very different uh, Harry oh, or Marv. I don't know. Absolutely. Like I, I don't I don't see him being a good version of either of those two characters. But John Lovitz, okay, oh, he could do either of them. Yeah, <laughs> like he's very much. I could see John Lovitz being in one of those TV ones. He would be – he would add so much to the slapstick humor. Like he <laughs> yeah. would make it so much funnier. Uh, so – Yeah, he's awesome. So yeah, Daniel Stern who plays Marv, mm-hmm. he got the part for Marv alongside Joe Pesci. But when the contract so – the contract was originally for six weeks. It got pushed to an eight-week job. Gotcha. And Daniel asked for a raise to kind of reflect that and they said no – they, we can't really afford a raise because we're only given this much budget. He backed out. And he says in the documentary, he was like, my pride kind of got to me and I left the project. So his role went to Dan Roebuck. Do you know who that is? I do. I don't. I couldn't even find anything that I knew him from, but he was just this other actor that was from that time period, I guess. Again, not really. Like I, that's a that's a strange – like they don't seem like the same kind of actor – either okay keep going sorry so later on during shooting uh there really just wasn't a lot of chemistry between this new dan and joe Mm -hmm. so eventually they brought back daniel stern for the part um after because there's like a bunch of uh i'll go over this in a bit there's a bunch of uh like rights issues and and budget issues with this movie and eventually they went back to to the first dan and was like hey you want this and dan in the documentary was like 
thank God they came back to yeah. me. Like I, I, I would have missed like one of the biggest opportunities of my life. Um, totally. so that was it's really like the funny. thing he's known for. Yeah. 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 I mean, Joe um, Pesci would have been okay, but like, uh, it's yeah. For Daniel Stern, it's what he's known absolutely. for. And when a movie, a movie, I mean, $18 million isn't a little bit of money, but it's relatively small, you know, small budget. There are movies that are, are made for way more than that. Uh, has to go from a six-week to an eight-week. It's not like, oh, we have all this money to suddenly throw around. It's like, oh, no, we are putting everything we can into mm-hmm. uh, extending this shoot because we have to. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, oh, we need to give everybody a raise. I, I mean, like, I understand why an actor would want that, but I could also be like, that's not going to happen, bro. I could have told you that. Um, yeah, that's – I. if you haven't – seen it already i would highly recommend it i don't really like the documentary style of it it's a little bit cheesy but the things that they go over are very interesting and i think they showed clips of uh daniel stern and his other roles and maybe even his later roles and he's like when he cleans up he's very handsome he's like a really good looking guy yeah Um, yeah okay i could i could see that what other movies is it is it like each is it like a docuseries where each episode is about something else or is it all one movie that focuses on no, it's a series. I know there's another series. I think it's called like The Toys That Made Us or something where it does something similar. But this one, every episode is maybe like 45 minutes long. The one after this one, I think, was Ghostbusters. I think Die Hard was in it too. Oh, cool. There's only like four or five episodes, but Home Alone was one of them. So, um, Gotcha. That's really uh, cool. Yeah. So the entire production for this movie was actually housed in the same high school where Ferris Bueller and Uncle Buck were filmed and it was an abandoned high school. And so like they would use the classrooms as uh, like, that's where they would work. Like that's where the production teams like set up shop and worked on this movie. Gotcha. And they even built the set inside, inside the school. So like they, in the gymnasium, they built up the house that, that he, that, you know, he was, yeah, he lived in. Uh, and to do the the house where the scene the house that was flooded because they left the water on they just set up in the empty pool oh wow so that it would just drain into uh into the empty pool this is that was very believably a house the whole time Absolutely. like i would have totally thought that they found a suburban neighborhood mm-hmm. and shot in the confines of these people's homes so they did the exterior of the house that you see is actually a real place like well, that's, yeah that's actually of course the, um, but the interior of that house was not big enough to fit like the entire crew yeah. and this um huge uh <laughs> this massive amount of children that are running through this house yeah, that makes um, sense yes yeah, so they just they just built it so uh that that's i thought really was really, really interesting yeah a lot um, of times it's it's just easier i mean like it's 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 cheaper, I think, sometimes to just build a set versus actually going and trying to spend all this time trying to find a house that not only fits the part but then also has enough space where you can work in it. Yeah. So that that was actually – that's really interesting. But I totally believed it as a house. Like I never – Yeah. Wow. That's, I, that surprised me too. I thought yeah, I, Sometimes you can job. tell things are a set. But they did mm-hmm. – right. They did a really good job on that. Props to the the uh, production designers. One hundred percent. And there was a very hard. I mean, obviously, there's a very hard push to make this as Christmassy as possible. And I didn't notice yeah. this until it was pointed out to me. But everything in the house was either red, green, or white. 
down to the carpet, down to the countertops, down to the paint on the walls and the wallpaper. Like the whole scheme of That's the awesome. interior is red, green, and white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this very much feels like a Christmas movie. I mean, they accomplished that for sure. Totally, totally. Yeah. So this is where things get like tricky. So everything was ready to go before the Christmas break. Before Christmas, everyone was like, all right, we got this. The contract was under Warner Brothers to begin with. Did you know this? Did I know that it was a Warner Brothers movie? Yeah. Before it? No. Okay, so this I think you'll find this really interesting. So the contract was originally with Warner Brothers, but the movie kind of needed a bigger budget. I think they started off at like uh, they offered thirteen million for it, and they were like, oh, "Okay, this is looking more like uh, like fourteen, fourteen five maybe." So they asked Warner Brothers, and there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of fighting, and eventually Warner Brothers was like, "I'm really sorry, but like we're cutting this, like shut down everything. It's done." So there's a period of time where this movie was like dead in the water. But before all of this negotiation with Warner Brothers, John Hughes was talking with some people over at 20th Century Fox, who is the the actual production company. Yeah. Uh, and he and the president of Fox uh, asked the, uh, the president of Fox asked him how much more he needed. And he was like, uh, so we're looking at like maybe we need like a, a million and a half more. And the president of Fox was like, this movie sounds amazing. If anything happens with Warner Brothers, do not shut it down. Keep going. We will buy your movie. Oh, cool. So, so listen to this. And this is, I don't know how true this is. This seems kind of silly, but like, I would love it if this actually happened. Apparently, literally a Warner Brothers representative went to each one of the classrooms of, of like, like where the production was set up. Uh-huh. He went to each of the rooms, knocked on the door and said, Hey, shut everything down, we're done. He went through the whole school, everyone's classroom, and said, hey, shut it down, we're done. As soon as he left each classroom, someone from the production of uh, of Home Alone went back into the doors and was like, ignore that, we're Fox now. So he would literally follow him in the same route and would do hit each classroom. Love it. And then on the way out, he met up with the with the Warner Brothers guy and was like, "Hey, you're fired." So like everything <laughs> switched within like an hour, and it was picked up by Fox, and uh, it ended up being a very big success. Obviously, yeah, it was on the number one chart for like twelve weeks. I thought this was interesting, and I feel like I even mentioned this. I think I feel like. I said this during the movie, but most of John Candy's lines were improvised. Yeah. When he was talking about like the, is it Poca Poca Poca? Yes. When he was, and, and he was talking about like how we left our child at the funeral home. Yeah. And you were like, he, he, he had to have made that up. Yeah. Yeah. And I that think he's trying awesome. to get, he's trying to get, um, uh, Catherine O'Hara to like play his clarinet or something. He's like, here, come on, just, just try it. Um, so that was that was I yeah. thought was really funny. That really is good. Uh, I'm glad I caught that. And <laughs> so it, the, they say in the documentary that his role was more of a favor to John Hughes, uh, and that he was really only on the set for 23 hours. It was like a 23 hour day, and then that was it. And apparently, the pizza boy, the actor who played the pizza boy, got paid more than John Candy did for this movie. Oh wow! Um, and then the last thing that I got from this documentary thing was that the uh the iconic aftershave scene where he puts his hands on his cheeks and screams like that iconic face that he makes Uh was actually sort of a mistake i think he was meant to sort of slap the uh the aftershave onto his mouth 
and then kind of pause for a little bit and then scream. But he just slapped his face once and then screamed. <laughs> and then like that, it just became the thing. And he was the like, hey, that's thing ever. Yeah, that's just that's just a Macaulay ism. And I'm just going to keep it and let's just keep rolling. So um, it's a very interesting watch. If you have Netflix, I would definitely uh, recommend giving it a try. I want to watch it now. I love that kind of behind the scenes shit. I honestly, I yeah. didn't know what it was. I don't I mean, I don't know that you fully did either when you, when you started watching it, but like, I didn't, that sounds completely up my alley. I love that. Yeah. Especially knowing that there are ones on other movies that I like too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, again, I think it's only four or five episodes, but it, it definitely made me want to go and watch the others. So cool. cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah. How about you? What did you research? So, okay. So I found, you know how we were talking about the fact that like a majority of these traps that he set up are very jigsaw and very like, yeah. oh, this would actually kill him if this was a rated R movie. There are a ton of videos, but I went to uh, this channel called Vsauce 3. I know Vsauce. Right? And they have this really awesome uh, video that was I'll, – I'll include it. I won't go too, too much into it because I really think you should watch it. They have gone through and tested the the science behind what it would take for some of these things to actually be real and whether or not they would – Be lethal. Be, yes, exactly. <laughs> and through watching this video, I found out something we had a question about in take two that I, I inadvertently answered – that thing, that uh, thing that he puts on the doorknob is apparently oh, the, a barbecue lighter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's like supposed to heat up huh. um, and I, I guess like light a barbecue. I don't know how it works, but he just called it that. So I was like, okay, you see something and you hear a name and you, you're like, okay, I believe you. I would have thought that that was some kind of appliance. Like it was meant for clothes or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I don't know. I have no idea. But apparently it would have – lit the door on fire before it could reach the heat to turn uh, the connecting door handle so hot that it actually glows. On the outside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would have like uh, affected the integrity of the door. It would have started to warp and then burst <laughs> into flames. Uh, and it, it really – like they test it and it's really, really cool. I so encourage a watch of that. And I know that there are a ton of people that could tell you – uh, through science, through just logic, through common sense, that a paint can um, thrown to at you would kill you. However, the way they show you, they have a ballistics dummy. That yeah, you with a skull through. in it. Yes. Yeah. It I, is so awesome. I feel like I've seen this video and then automatically assumed that it was a Mythbusters episode. But I think I do know – I feel like I have seen this video. I do want to watch it again though because I know exactly what you're talking about. Something else this video covers that I think you would be really interested in because I know you were really vocal about it during the movie is the spider scene. And I'm pretty sure that this is the the video that I watched that said this. But regardless, it's – somebody said it about the movie is that Daniel Stern actually let them put the spider on his face. Oh my god. uh, For one take and that that scream – and his well, his reaction is real, but the scream is not because if you scream at a spider, it's more likely to freak out and bite you. At a tarantula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, a tarantula. So, like during this movie, we like paused because Jordan was like, "Oh, 
I really, I love, I would love a tarantula. And I was like, okay, Christmas is coming up. How much <laughs> uh, is a tarantula going to cost for me to buy him a tarantula? Apparently, you're not, it's not a great idea to like handle tarantulas for very long because they can get freaked out and like jump to their deaths or bite you. Um, so they, they added the scream in. Because you know how he has that like unbelievable scream when it's on his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's that was like dubbed it in post. But they also uh, they also show you what would happen if you took a crowbar to the chest, and that too <laughs> is just like so. I you know I really again it's a kids movie, but like yeah, yeah. How are these people? These are superhuman thieves. And sort of a parallel to, or from the first one with, with the second one is the uh, with the I think he took like something like four bricks to the face. At oh my one god! Point. Yeah, yeah, dead, dead, <laughs> dead, dead. Totally, yeah. you're right. Um, the fact that uh, they just stood there and took them, and like yeah. somebody's throwing bricks uh, mm-hmm. from like several, I don't know, thirty feet in the air or however many feet in the air, yeah. and. Uh, they're just staying there like, oh, I'm dodging bricks. <laughs> the one thing about the second one, the 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 trap that I absolutely hate is when Daniel Stern gets electrocuted and then for a moment he turns into a skeleton. <laughs> into a skeleton. That's so – but like, okay, that's what I mean about slapstick cartoon comedy. And they even brought this up in the documentary that, that I watched. Like to research for this movie, they watched um, – like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like that's what this kind of, that's what this humor is. It's, yeah. It's, it, you're right. It's very, uh, like Wiley Coyote. And exactly. Roadrunner. Exactly. Yeah. And like Bugs Bunny and like all of those tropes that you see in the cartoons and, uh, he, and that's what they said in the movie. It was something like, you know, you're watching him fall and you're sort of waiting for the feather to drop. And it was like, it's, you can tell that's exactly where they drew their inspiration from. So it makes sense that totally, the skull was included. It's cheesy. I think it's cheesy as well. But yeah, lesson um, learned is that I think that Nick doesn't need to take these movies so seriously. <laughs> I mean, like no honestly, I'm, I'm saying these words and I'm like, oh man, I probably shouldn't care this much. <laughs> Did you have a favorite line from the second one? Oh, from the second one, jeez. Can you think of one? I'm trying to like separate them in my head. Um, do you? So I have two. The first is when he's talking, he first gets to the hotel and he's talking to the receptionist and he's kind of making up the story about how his dad uh, is in a meeting and he didn't want to wait because this dad made him wait in the lobby and that was yeah. boring. And um, he's like, and ma'am, I can get into mischief. And then she kind of gives him this side eye and he's like, oh, we all do. <laughs> he's just this little cute Macaulay Culkin. Um, that's my first one and the one that made me audibly laugh out loud and it was during work which is kind of strange but it was um the i guess the the bellhop guy was scooping him ice cream and he's like do you want two scoops sir and he goes two make it three i'm not driving it's <laughs> <laughs> like god this is amazing writing like it could good. only be delivered by macaulay culkin at however old he was i don't know is that like is he eight or nine or so i feel like he was if they say he was eight in this one and this is a year later i don't know how old he was in real life but probably like <laughs> Yeah, around there. I love it. I love it. What's your favorite line? So I actually thinking about it, 
I have two as well. The first one is the it's it's like a cop out, but it's the uh, give us to Kevin, give us to Kevin, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin. Kevin's not oh, here. Kevin's line. not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not, I just yeah. that is like something I wait for in this movie. <laughs> the other one is they're in the house at the end. Harry's like, "What's that sound?" And they they see the the tool chest coming towards them, and it smashes oh. them both up against. And he yeah. was like, "That was the sound of a tool chest falling down <laughs> the stairs." And he's like, still like all smushed up like this. Yeah, I always thought that was really funny. It's like, yeah, clearly. <laughs> We just got hit by a tool chest. Again, something else that would probably smash them and <laughs> kill them. But These are wonderful movies. I, they are They're really so fun. They're I really want you to watch the third one. Uh, I, oh, I will. And I just will, kind of I'm like gonna, complete the, the set. I'm going to check you on the uh, on this whole mouse hunt, baby's day out debate. I got to see how that one holds up. Here's the thing. So like I will eventually watch these movies with you, Mouse Hunt and Daddy like, Daycare or whatever. It's it is. not the same because well, okay, Daddy Daycare is not even in the same league. We are not going to talk about Daddy Daycare. Whatever right it's called, um, <laughs> but but like it, those, their movies were good because I can understand how someone might think they're stupid now, but they were good to me when I was growing up. That's good, and I've watched several. You cannot tell me that I've not watched several of those kinds of movies with you. I've what, always I've which always, ones? We and have you liked through, them? Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we have it. I'm, I'm asking which ones because I don't remember. Okay. Um, there have been there have been several. For example, I'm thinking, um, what's that movie where he like turns everything into food? It's like an animated movie. Oh my god! Uh, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've I've watched. I, I can't remember other ones, but I know I've watched several with you. I will watch these movies with you. Tell me the scores of of all three Home Alone movies again, and The Baby's Day Out again. So tell me what they are. Sixty five for uh-huh. Home Alone one, thirty two for Home Alone two, twenty nine for Home Alone three, and I think twenty for Baby's Day Out. Okay. Mouse Hunt has a 42%. Yeah, boy. That's right it next did, to uh, The Village. It did better. <laughs> God damn. That like hurts my soul. I like really, pro- I probably shouldn't look up the uh, Rotten Tomato scores for these movies anymore. Anyway, we're like <laughs> off track, but I just want to, I want to ask you about this because there were several theories on Reddit that I saw about this movie that discussed how the dad might be part of the mafia. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I saw that on a uh, like a conspiracy theory video yeah. too. They're yeah, like, how how did this dad, who has a wife that doesn't work, and a ton of kids, how is he able to afford to take both his family and his brother's family yeah. to France? That ju- it just didn't add up. And like the way that he was um, talking with Joe Pesci when he was pretending to be the police officer, he seemed kind of defensive and. There was that whole kind of thing. And then there's also the idea that maybe the uncle was the one who set up the bandits because the uncle was just a major dick the whole time. Yeah. Which I didn't understand, but. Um, I Like, I would totally buy into either of those. He could be in the mafia. Like, how are how are people rich? Uh, they, they could be criminals. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I just wanted to uh, shout out to Jaden, who is one of our fans and your cousin, who sent like a really uh, awesome message just saying that he uh, hoped that we felt better and he was really excited about the the episode this week. And so I, I don't know. I was really appreciative of that. And I hope that you have liked this episode, Jaden. He, he said, I will definitely be listening. <laughs> so that was very sweet. Uh, 
He's very cool. Yes. Also one of our biggest supporters. Yeah, for sure. We love you, sure. buddy. I don't know. I mean, do you want to go? Do you want to go into this game now, or should, do we need to like do the beep thing first? No, we can go into the game. Well, I'll just have the beep go here, and then hey, everybody, welcome Hello. back. Hate it. What? Hate it. I hate you. Oh, thanks. Go ahead. Um, you go first because mine's gonna suck. So we're gonna recast this movie, even though crazily. Oh, this is wild. Like yeah. earlier today. I get an alert on my phone that says a uh, new Disney plus home alone reboot has found its cast. <laughs> Ellie Kemper is going to be the mom. And, um, Oh my God, I forgot about the name. His name's Archie something, but he's, he's, I don't think he's the main kid from Jojo rabbit, but he's like, I've not seen Jojo rabbit yet, but, um, he's like one of the other kids. He mm-hmm. might be them. I don't think he's the main kid though. Uh, but regardless, uh, it's not as good as what I have planned. So, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you have planned. Do you want me to just do I should I name them all? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So who did we who did we decide to recast then? So the important people, the mom, uh the kid and then the criminals. I feel like I had one more in there. Who's like the Oh. Oh, like the misunderstood character. Too. I completely forgot about that. My movie won't have a misunderstood character. It's all about carnage. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's called Home Alone House of Pain. <laughs> okay. And the mom would be uh, Emma Stone. I thought Emma Stone would be good. She's in her 30s. She can have this next kid in her 20s. Uh, Ian Armitage, who plays... He's um he's Ziggy on Big Little Lies, <gasps> but he's also young Sheldon. I cannot believe that you did that. Just wait until you hear my recast. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so excited now. <laughs> he's super cute, and he's, like, he oh, he's very, like, smart, uh, too smart for his own good. And, and he's a great actor, too. Yeah, he's, he's really, really talented. I like that a lot. Um, but he's also going to be a sociopath in this movie and, like, get <laughs> off on uh, the murdering of all these people. And it's funny that like, literally listen to this list. I have Robert De Niro on here. Oh my God. Al Pacino, Steve Buscemi. I want him to take on the mafia (laughs) and murder them all. Oh my God. You remember what I said at the end of take two, I want, I want him just to be covered in blood by the end of it. It's going to be a blood bath. Rated R, probably we're gonna shoot for a rated R. It might be NC seventeen. I don't know, um, but no, no, like cussing or uh, sex or nudity or anything like that. Only violence, just full on, just as violent as possible. I want uh, directed like, I by want the him- Wayans brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, like directed by like Ari Aster or something. I want like. The oh. most, or or uh, one of the people that has done one of the many Saw movies. Like, I want I want it to be really brutal, and uh, that's all. That's all I, I. That's all I would require. Well, it's interesting because I too uh, came up with the plot rather than just a run of the mill recast. <laughs> But the only difference is this is gonna suck. So I just want you to know going Shut into this, up. it's Why gonna be so bad. Okay, just Look, wait. No, everybody my... who listens to this, <laughs> no. please 
no. like message us and tell Don't. Jordan to shut up about that. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Because you're going to get to the end of this and you're going to be like, wow, that is really fucking dumb. Just, okay. It's, I'll, it's gonna I be will take that back if it was really dumb. It's we'll going to be entertaining. Okay. So listen. Maggie Gyllenhaal plays mom. Okay? Oh, I love Maggie Gyllenhaal. As do I. How does Chloe- one suck a fuck? <laughs> I want to do that movie for the podcast. Can we I do Donnie see. Darker for that pot for the podcast at some point? Yeah, it's like slated. Oh, is it? Do we? Have, oh, we do. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is for 2020. Someday. Yeah. All right. Get this. Chloe McKenzie is the daughter. She's she's the Kevin, and Chloe McKenzie is in. Big oh Little my Lies, god! Along yeah, with, yeah, yeah. No, she's good. She is good. That's she's why I chose really her. good. Yeah. So, do you know who Charlie Hunnam is? Yes. Okay, Charlie Hunnam. The only thing I know him from is the uh, is Logan, right? He was in Logan. No, who am I thinking of? That's Boyd. Um, what is his name? Boyd something. They look the He's same. He's from Narcos. Uh, Charlie Hunnam is from uh, the the motorcycle show Sons of Anarchy. Oh, oh. Okay, it could be either of those two because they look identical. It could be either of these two. However, Tom Hardy is the uncle. Okay? okay. I know. I know we didn't like choose an uncle, but but um okay, listen. <laughs> listen to this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Michael Sarah and Bill Hader are trying to kill Chloe McKenzie for some reason we don't know yet. Why? We don't know yet. Oh, okay, we don't know. Yet. Okay. But instead of a house or New York or like a New York hotel, it's in a school, okay? Okay. Chris O'Dowd, you know who Chris O'Dowd is? Yes. Um, he's the, the not Irish. Is he Irish? Scottish? He has an accent. He's in Bridesmaids. He's a cop in, in Bridesmaids. He, I think he's like Scottish. He has like the sexiest accent on the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah, but he could play like a real creep. So he plays the creepy janitor. Who? What is he a creep in? I feel like he could play a real creep. I've never seen him be a creep, but I feel like if they if they like roughed him up a bit, he could be... He can play like a misunderstood creep that ends yeah, up being like really yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, I right? can see that. I can see that, yeah. So he plays the creepy janitor who ends up like helping her in the end. And basically Chloe is trying to like trap these two men, Michael Sarah and Bill Hader. Um, and then like she kills them. And she too ends up like in this pool of blood. And it's not funny. She's like scarred for life. And then suddenly... Tom Hardy comes out from the shadows, okay? And he's like, is the deed done? And then when he realizes that Michael Sarah and Bill Hader are dead and his plan is spoiled, Chris O'Dowd, he pulls a pistol out from his garbage can and he shoots him. Okay, so Tom Hardy's dead, right? Now Maggie Gyllenhaal, she comes back with Charlie Hunnam and it's revealed that Tom Hardy was Chloe's dad the whole time. Tell me that was not the worst movie pitch you've ever heard in your life. Um, I mean, <laughs> I gotta tell you, like, I've heard a lot of movie pitches. People have pitched me a lot of movies, like, that I did not ask to be pitched. Uh, so the idea was that, that like, was up there. The idea was that, like, uh, that Maggie Gyllenhaal cheated on her husband with her husband's brother, and Chloe is actually Tom Hardy's kid. And that's why Tom Hardy wanted the kid killed. Oh, and he and hired those work. kids to. That's yeah, it's really dark. No, I don't. I, I'm just. I'm. I really am just joking. Like that's not. That's not bad at all. I like. Don't that. don't inflate my ego because I, I don't. promise you, <laughs> I well, don't. You know, I would inflate it as as much as I could. <laughs> 
if if it if me saying any positive thing to you ever helped, but <laughs> he does not take compliments very well. Um, I so okay. I, I do like the fact that both of our Home Alones ended uh, in murder and blood and uh-huh. and horrible circumstances. Um, okay, so Chris O'Dowd is. <laughs> Who in this story? He's the creepy janitor, so he's like the oh, guy he's that's, ja- okay, 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 okay. That's yeah. misunderstood. Like, but oh, so he's being... the mis. Got you, yeah. got you. Yeah. Okay, so and he's the one that saves the day, like right. No, and I so, like, like that. So like Michael Sarah is the um is the Marv, and Bill Hader is like the uh, the Harry. So, like, I really like that those choices as well, and it would give Michael Sarah a job. I haven't seen him in a I long know. time, and I feel like he could be kind of like the the stupid one. <laughs> Yeah, that would work. <laughs> That's really good. Good job. Thanks. Someone hire me. You know, I think there's a reason why nobody was like, where did the games go? What happened to the games, guys? <laughs> oh, I love the, I love recap. This yeah, one, but we this stopped sucked, doing them but... for a while and nobody said anything. That's because our discussions got so long we didn't have time for them. Yeah, yeah. Especially when we started bringing in like guests and stuff. It was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh we have an hour and a half long episode. <laughs> um I love the recast game though. Any other scenario, I I love this game, but this one I was <laughs> I think I recommended it and I was I wasn't a fan of it this round, but You did. Yeah, cuz this is always like super hard for me and you're always like this is no big deal. I think it's so much fun. I think it's a, I mean I it, is, so it is. Fun. It is fun. It is it's fun too, especially when you can um pitch a story with it. <laughs> Which I've never done before, so I'm uh I'm vaguely proud of myself. I think I pitched Beetlejuice 2 rather than you like did. a remake of Beetlejuice that you I did. Liked. But that wasn't an unaired it. episode. That was like that was like no, actual. We, we we aired that. It was at the end of something else, wasn't it? Did we? It wasn't we, I mean, yeah, we did we did do a Beetlejuice episode that never made it, but like Oh, we just took the game from it and pasted it somewhere else. Yeah, I think so. I don't remember what episode, but no, I don't right. either. Maybe no. If nobody's ever heard it, then fuck it. I don't care. Fun take three trivia. That was like the OG episode one. That was like the unaired episode one was Beetlejuice, wasn't it? It's was like the OG episode two, I think. What was number one? The Shape of Water, I think, was number one. No, I know that that was our first like published episode. But yeah. Before we did Shape of Water, we did Beetlejuice as like a test episode. So that was like really? the OG. Yeah, that was the original Episode we have one. done a lot of aborted episodes. We have, like, we, we have a graveyard file in our Venom, uh, Taxi oh, Driver. Uh, I I I went I went at a midnight showing to do to do Venom one night. It was right after work. I had just gotten off. It was like eleven forty five, and I sat through that movie just to be able to go home and talk to you about it. And we scrapped that episode, and I hated that movie. That was a garbage movie. It was so bad. I don't, so I don't know. I don't know. Like cer- certain people like it. I'm not sure why, but maybe someday we'll get to it. No. No, probably not. Hey, listeners, I want to apologize for the brief hiatus. Uh, we're still trying to figure out some health issues. Uh, we certainly apologize, but we definitely appreciate you bearing with us. 
Uh, if you like this episode and want to listen to more, you can visit us at take3amp.com. Or if you want to visit us on social media, we are at take3amp. All of those are the number three. We also have a Patreon out now. If you want to support us, we would absolutely appreciate it. It is at patreon.com slash take3amp. And we also have a merch shop now. So if you're looking to represent your favorite podcast, or if you want to give some awesome gifts uh, for the holiday season this year, uh, feel free to check us out. I've put the link in our description. We have everything from hats to baby onesies to, I think, dog handkerchiefs. So you should absolutely go check us out there. Otherwise, uh, if you want to support us for free, it costs absolutely nothing for you guys to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps us so tremendously. It gives us an idea of how we're doing and it helps us reach more listeners. And we absolutely love it when you guys do that. Thank you so, so much to those who already have. Um, in the meantime, uh, please stay tuned. We have another episode coming out before the end of this year where we wrap up 2019, as well as going over some goals about what we want for this podcast in 2020. Uh, so you should definitely stay tuned and keep an ear out. Um, until next time, happy holidays, uh, stay safe, and we will see you sometime. I don't think we're releasing next week, but uh, we will see. Follow us on social media. We'll let you know.